everybody. Welcome to the 24th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. I'm your co-host, Levi. So August and July were incredible months for underground music. Holy shit. Right? A lot of stuff. You, I got a lot of texts from you, dude. <laughs> got a lot of texts. <laughs> Just a ton of good releases um, between now and July. Yeah. And we're really excited to bring you one of our most jam-packed episodes yet. But before we get on with it, uh, we want to remind you that we're in the process of editing hundreds of gigs of footage from MathCore Index Fest 2018. We've already uploaded a number of sets, including one Bond, Inside the Beehive, Cryptodira, Yashira, Horse Torso, The Calista Boys, CU Space Cowboy, and Arms, with more on the way. Christian took a break from staring at a screen to stare at multiple screens with me right now. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> no problem. It's a labor of love. Yeah, we've got many more on the way, including the Almighty Car Bomb, Lux, and Albatross, Attach the Islands and Mouth Breather. Probably some that I'm forgetting even there, so please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube to keep up with the latest uploads, and please be sure to leave us five stars and a review if you like the podcast. Right? Because we want to know what you think. Please, let us know. Yeah, let us know. And if you have any questions, please send them to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. If uh, any of your comments out there are uh, you want more podcasts, uh, Christian and I have been talking, and we definitely are going to be working on some uh, new content um, on top of the, uh, the monthly episodes. That's right. We've been working on uh, bringing you some interviews occasionally. We've got one at the end of this episode with Padram of Frontier. Boom! Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as Levi mentioned, we're working on some other new content to bring you as well, so you can look forward to that in the future. So first we're going to talk about Sleep Sculptor. Sleep Sculptor are a heavy hardcore mathcore band from Pennsylvania. This is undoubtedly the heaviest release of August. A new band. They released several singles and a music video over the last few months leading up to their debut EP, Untimening. And according to their bio on Facebook, they have six members. But what's kind of confusing is there's like four people in the promo. Definitely four people in the promo. Yeah, in the promo photo. I like the number six better than the number four as far as band members go. So You've got be... all kinds of weird preferences that I just I don't understand. That chaos, dog. Why not more people on stage? You know? I mean, there's something to be said for stripped down that groups too. too but yeah, yeah. I guess it's just whatever you're in the mood for. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you know, I kind of found that confusing because there were six people in the bio, four people in the promo, and then even more confusing, in the music video there's four people, but two of them are trading instruments. And I'm not sure if you noticed, even more confusing is that there's two vocalists. Did you did you pick up on that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So one of the vocalists is like focusing on like mid-range yells and lows, I think, and I think the other guy is focusing on like high-pitched, like frantic shrieks. The video is for the single, right? Um, it was for the song that starts with the letter G, which is... Oh, yeah, 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 so it isn't the one. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Not the one that we were planning on discussing yeah. today. Um, but yeah, so there's... Well, I'll try to put that in the bio as well. Uh, I'll link, rather, in the description for that music video. And, uh, honestly, for me, those those shrieky, kind of, like, high-pitched vocals are what drive the album. I really, really enjoy that. Absolutely. Uh, the, that franticness. It definitely reminded me of, like kind of like earlier and then even kind of like later sworn in you know yes i'm so glad you say that because i feel like Fans that like traitors too you know that frantic like mm-hmm. i just don't know what to do i'm gonna explode kind of thing like it's it's weird uh yeah i, I don't know really how to explain it but very like young frantic frustrated right and that style i think really as i said drives this release and that this whole this whole, this whole kind of music and it's sort of like leaning towards the heavier side of metalcore and hardcore um, you know, as you said, I, I would definitely compare them to Sworn In, but maybe more 
maybe more like newer bands like Autism and Kaunashi and uh, Youth Forever, formerly Villains. Yeah. All of which we've talked about before. Yep. Maybe not Youth Forever, but regardless, those former two, very, very similar. Um, even Extortionist, Barrier, I'm just going to keep throwing some other bands here. Barrier, um, you know, Mouth Breather are kind of in that same vein, with the, you know, the franticness. Absolutely. I feel like that's really prevalent right now. Yep. And they all, they're all kind of seem to be bringing that, like, sort of very similar aesthetic. Um, and to a lesser extent, they're kind of like Tony Danza. All right, I'm done piling on bands. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Sleep Sculptor, um, you could be from no other place than from the fucking East, East Coast and Pennsylvania. I just don't know where else you would create this sound right now, you know? <laughs> it's um, very prevalent out there. I mean, it's just, I looked at it and I was like, yep, all right, Philadelphia. All right, well, moving on. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, um, I believe we're going to, we were talking what song we we're going to play. Um, we enjoyed them all, but I think we will focus on the single, right? Yeah, we should go ahead and talk about the single. Uh, fall Safe? Fail Safe. Fail Safe. Fall safe. Yeah, fail safe. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Fail Safe by Sleep Sculptor, Listen To, rather. And that came out on... When did it come out, Levi? Um, August 24th. Thank you. Yeah. Of 2018. And then uh, uh, with this uh, with this uh, specific track, uh, we have uh, featured vocals uh, from uh, Cody Canning. Of Depreciator? Yeah, yeah. Sick. Here we go. <laughs> Right, so that was Fail Safe by Sleep Sculptor. And that's off their new EP on Timing, which came out on August twenty fourth of twenty eighteen. 
Thanks for the assists, Levi. Boom. Gotcha. Appreciate it. So next we're going to talk about accident prone. Oh. He, he heard you, dude. <laughs> Blood-curdling scream. That's <laughs> Anyways. A, that's appropriate. So accident prone or a math core quartet from Virginia. The band has previously released one full length and one EP since 2014. And now they're back with another EP of markedly improved material. Not that I didn't enjoy the last EP, Love Eight, uh, Love Hates rather, which came out uh, in 2016. In fact, that's actually, that's a really great and totally underrated release. Dude, super heavy parts in there. Like it is awesome. I was jamming that a little bit more. I feel that EP. Love Hate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good release. Um, so yeah, they're back with this new EP, which is called Deep Wound Red, and it sees some of the uh, the most adventurous and more experimental material the band has tried yet. Especially on the first single, Desperado, which... Despair, rather. Yeah, Despair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which includes some, some singing, actually. Some very subtle synth parts in there as well on the album. You could blink and miss those, but mm-hmm. they're there. Uh, Accent Prone, uh, first of all, fucking the vocals. Absolutely love. Really, really into the vocals. Really frantic, screamy. Uh, this whole band really takes me back to, like the early 2000s like maybe like 99 as well where uh screamo started kind of getting beefed up by metalcore so like love lost but not forgotten's last release was like with one vocalist that was and a, good a lot thing. more a lot more breakdowns i think so i think i think screamo with some breakdowns is fucking amazing it really kind of added a lot but i mean like there was already like a screamo version of like the breakdowns you know mm-hmm. the frantic fall apart of the song but uh uh back to uh, I, I feel like like late Love Lost But Not Forgotten, and like early and some later, like the minor times, it was two like screamo bands that really got influenced by metalcore uh, towards the end of their, uh, you know, height, their height and everything. Well, now so. we have bands like Letters to Catalonia, um, members or of from Harlot's Mouth. Well, I felt did that too. Like they, kinda, they took, yeah. they, I mean, they took a, they had that kind of weird screamo thing, but then there's that. Ma- like, or with I that mean, first you, vocalist and yeah, trans metropolitan. Exactly, exactly, and then like with these guys you know they have a they have like a screamo element but with the frantic side but then you know the music itself is just crazy mathy metalcore you mm-hmm. know it's something completely different but i just what i'm saying is it just takes me back uh and it really kind of made my hair stand up a little bit when i realized why i was feeling the way i did you know interesting kudos you guys <laughs> yeah i mean they've uh, they've come a long way too they've uh, they've been working really hard so we're going to listen to Desperado, and that's uh, track two from Deep Wound Red, which came out on August twenty third. I actually had that one ready. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Here we go.
Alright, so that was Desperado. Desperado, rather. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time with that Portman 2. Um, that's track two from Deep Wound Red by Accident Prone. And that's their new EP that came out on August 23rd of 2018. Six tracks with some good shit right there, man. Yeah, I was really enjoying that. I, I really enjoyed the shit out of this EP. As a matter of fact, I, as, I, as I said before at the intro, I feel like this is one of the strongest episodes that we've had in terms of like band content. These are really good bands this month. A lot of really consistent good releases between now and uh, late June. Yep, rippers. Yeah, so many. So next we're going to talk about Sunflower. Sunflower. I'm not sure really about the pronunciation of I've this been one. Going sunflower. I'm pretty sure it's Sunflower. Yes, uh, the, the spelling of that is S-U-N-F-L-O apostrophe E-R. And they are a hardcore mathcore trio from New York. They've released one full-length album, 1963, back in 2015, which I actually discovered via the homies at Dadcore. Um, oh, yeah. shout out, guys. Yeah. Hell yeah. They recommended that. They uh, they played the song Deer Clock, which is a great music video. Um, really, really great track, actually. It's like very anthemic hardcore, which I think kind of describes the atmosphere of this band, actually. What's sort of impressive about this band is the scope of their their vision there's some of these tracks are you know they clear five minutes which is somewhat unusual for a noisy hardcore band you know they don't shy away from the dynamics they don't stop it's super high just energetic the whole time 
Um, yeah, exactly. As I mentioned, just dynamics. They they know when to slow it down, and they uh, they know when to allow for some space, and then they kick right back in with some blistering, you know, blistering hardcore shit. Yep. Uh, I really like uh, the, the the bass work in the album. I like how high it's up in the mix. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker. You like for the production? It. Yep. Really like it a lot. The production on this album is excellent, especially when compared to their last album, which is. Um, again, very, very enjoyable in its own right. And there's just a lot of variety here to be enjoyed in their music, which, as you know, is something that we, we champion. Uh, and this is very evident on 1963, which has, again, a great music video and many extensive and atmospheric post-hardcore, post-rock passages. But now they're back with this new album, um, No Hell, and although it's not as ambitious in length as 1963 with its... Uh, resplendent almost shoegaze type atmosphere definitely shoegaze for sure <laughs> they've uh, yeah they, they've cut the fatty repeats in favor of a more you know distilled aggression uh making this a far more exciting release in my opinion so here they they lean far more in the direction of experimental hardcore and mathcore uh harks back to heavy heavy low low a lot for me the chariot converge a lot of lot of tempo switches nailed it feedback laden breakdowns yep. as seen on tracks like plain old bastards is a ripper the album's title track no hell which we're going to listen to and uh they still manage to squeeze in one lengthy song on there days gone which is lumbering hardcore song it takes like it's six plus minutes so the album is uh is more focused less repetitive and overall more enjoyable and it's certainly one of the best albums i've heard all year did you listen to the whole thing that i sent you yeah uh, you i saw it in my box inbox last night i was like sick yeah so um we're gonna listen to no hell which is the Eponymous track from their new album, which comes out on September 28th. Um, it'll be limited to uh, 200 copies. That's right. And it's out via Noise Salvation, which is the drummer of Fuck the Facts label. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. Um, where are these guys from? They are from New York. Okay. I um, forget where exactly. Yeah, got some Canada love there upstate. for sure. Here we go. Was amazing oh there it is again <laughs> so that was no hell the uh the title track from sunflower's new album which came out on it's coming out rather on september 28th via noise salvation we kind of teased that we already got to hear the album but yeah so you had a question for the band nope not anymore oh great. game on perfect so moving on next we're gonna listen to shame Shame are a mathcore band from OKC. This is another extremely exciting release for the month of August that I've had on repeat since it came out. And Shame's debut EP is six tracks of very aggressive metallic hardcore that would have fit perfectly into the Debello catalog, if you ask me. Holy fuck, yes. Uh, that is one of my notes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> it absolutely has that aesthetic. I mean, it's... Uh, and interestingly enough, 
This EP was produced by Corey Ray, who was the drummer of Destroyer Destroyer. So it makes a whole lot of sense. Holy shit. The audio is, yeah, the audio Oh, I guess they're from OKC, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, that totally speaks to the band's influence. It's very evident in their sound, if you ask me. Um, rest in peace, that band, also the vocalist. Yeah, Jamie, absolutely, yep. rest in peace. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, this, uh, this, is, this creates a musical uh, kind of feeling that's very MySpace. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, speaking Take of MySpace. Take a my- drink. Dude, speaking of, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Speaking of MySpace, though, um... This band, only reason it reminds me of Kill Whitney Dead is for the fact that they got just samples. a band member running a fucking samples. Kill Whitney Dead had just a dude running samples, kind of like Pig Destroyer. Blake. Yeah. Uh, well, Kill Whitney Dead... The party uh, boat. Shut Kill, up. Yeah, Kill Whitney Dead had like the, the second, kind of like the backup vocalist. Mm-hmm. He was a sampler dude. But anyways, I just, when I saw the roster, I was like, fuck yes. Extra dude in the van, just with the fucking keyboard and shit. Just it's running legit. stuff. Yep. And, you know, it's... I think it's great that uh, that there's so many bands coming out like this right now too. It really it, it speaks to the, I mean, Vane just becoming so successful, kind of the style making a huge comeback, and it, it sort of speaks to the success of Me and Him Call It Us, uh, their their lasting legacy, their influence. Because this band reminds me. I mean, I, every time I'm listening to this band, I keep thinking of Me and Him, and you know, Me and Him Call It Us and Tower of Rome. They both just keep popping into my head, and both <laughs> Vane and Knocked Loose have frequently paid homage to Me and Him Call It Us. So it's that just kind of takes it full circle for me. I mean, since we listened to Vane from the fir- for the first time, I mean, we've been dropping that. Yeah, and just yeah. whammy breakdowns. I'm, I'm that was pioneered by me and him called us. And convince only, me I'm wrong. They've only increased in whammies. You, you know can't what I'm convince me I'm wrong. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, Frontier. I mean, everyone's yeah. doing it now. It's it's fucking huge. Yeah, shame by shame by far on this episode. I will say makes me pick up the change the most. You know, definitely uh, some fucking slammy parts. Um, I went back to this a lot. I used up all my plays, and I will be purchasing this. It is raw and energetic. Yep. Again, and I think it's fantastic that bands like this are blowing up right now. I think it's uh, I think it's really great that they're bringing more attention to chaotic and experimental music. And there's just a dude that runs samples. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you heard me. <laughs> All right, so we're going to listen to Error and a Reoccurring Thought, which is track two from Failure to Understand the Human Condition. And that came out on August 10th of 2018. Here we go. Yeah. Why I die? 
Lazarus. I have done it again. One year in every ten I manage it. A sort of walking miracle. Dying is an art, like everything else. I do it exceptionally well. I do it so it feels like hell. I do it so it feels real. I guess you could say I'm a cold. Dying is an art, like hell. Alright, so that was Aaron, A Reoccurring Thought by Shame, and that's uh, track two from their new EP, Failure to Understand the Human Condition, which came out on August 10th of 2018. That title. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Sham definitely brought on like that Hive Smasher vibe as well. They're coming back. It's bringing all sorts. Of, yeah, they just came back and played a show recently at uh, St. Vitus, I believe. Yep. It sounded amazing. But uh, yeah, that just reminded me, uh, just once again, just fucking ripping through this. Do you, while we're doing our usual lazy thing of piling on band comparisons, do you remember... Uh, yes. <laughs> ah, yes. Us. Um, <laughs> do you remember... Of course you do. You introduced me to this band. You remember All Hands on Deck? Absolutely. Of course you do. So yep. th- that is mainly what kept like reoccurring to me while listening to this. Awesome. Yep, absolutely. I These breakdowns, um, they they hit me right. This is This is perfect. I was throwing hands right here in Levi's I told, apartment. I told you. I just I picked up all the change in my fucking apartment right now. He said, if you break another lamp. <laughs> Every episode, everyone. He breaks lamps. Every month. And a visit to Ikea. So next we're going to listen to and talk about Kana. Or Kana. I believe it's Kana. I've been going Kana as well. Correct us if we're wrong, guys. We'll go with that. So Kana is a... Um, a hardcore band that's K-A-N-N-A from Philadelphia and their new band featuring three members of Bad Mask which is a really great was a really great mathcore band from New Jersey one of my favorites as a matter of fact they were on uh, one of our compilations maybe they're on a Mecca Organic compilation I think they were on a Mecca Organic yeah, compilation maybe getting yes. my wires crossed there either way they're fucking homies all really great musicians involved in good stuff and uh, this is the guitarists and the um, the drummers if I recall correctly. And they just released their first EP, and this new effort, however, is uh, it's unlike Bad Mask, so if you're experimenting, or, you know, expecting that, rather, you're going to be disappointed, but uh, you know, it kind of focuses less on that sassy and ex- experimental whimsy-ness, all the heavy, heavy, low-low, but take, it takes it more to, like, a aggressive just metallic hardcore. Just straightforward pissed. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right down the middle of the fucking, the hardcore road, for sure. Yep. Yep. And this EP was actually engineered, mixed, and mastered by vocalist-guitarist Dan Pila, uh, including some of the work being done not only at his personal studio, but at Backroom Studios in New Jersey, which is the studio of uh, Kevin Antaresian of Knife the Glitter and the Dillinger Escape Plan. Awesome. Some roots right there. Homie also did um, Inside the Beehive's classic Drink Bleach and Live Forever, one of my favorite releases of all time. Honestly, I think it puts Sawtooth Grin to shame. <laughs> um, and uh, Mary Todd's Bone Stock. He has done his homework on this one. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I this is uh I like this. I like the pedigree of these guys. I really like the stuff that they've been involved with before, so I was excited to hear their new their new efforts. Another band from Philly though. Got some got some fucking uh some uh, Philadelphia bands on this one. All up in this bitch. Yep. So we're gonna listen to 
Leon Paint, Paint, Paint. You remember the second word about? Not so, not so sure about that. But it's track one from Citadel, which came out on July 30th of 2018. Here we go. So that was L'Homme Pint, which is uh, by Kana. Track one from Citadel, which came out on July 30th of 2018. Seven tracks, name your own price. Fuck yeah, Kana. Yes, kudos for using that that feature. Because honestly, if you use the name your own price, uh, especially for an unknown band, it's kind of... I think charging a dollar per track or more is a little, it's a little too much. That's, it gets to be a bit. Your EP or album is going to perform better if you price it a little bit more moderately. More people are going to buy it, and with the name your own price function, you'll find that they're going to they're going to give you far more money than you would have ever expected. I think what what people forget about Bandcamp is is you're not only getting the sale, but the you're, visibility, you're, the visibility of supporters. So, granted, yeah, one guy gave you two dollars versus the other guy that gave you twelve, whatever. That guy gave you two; he still gave you two dollars to listen to your music all the time. And then on top of that, now he's just another face on the bottom for supporters. And honestly, sometimes gotta, like like sometimes that's I that's everything. Sometimes I'll do the pity buy where I see so little of supporters. I'm like, damn, I better give you guys some money right now. But other times, <laughs> you know, I I don't but. Other times when I see there's so many fucking spores I have to scroll down, I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to grab this. Like, just, you know. Because you know it's quality. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that many people are fucking paying money for it. It's like, well, yeah, let's check it out, you know. Um, Anyways, just want to sprinkle that in there. Unless they're sending out, you know, download codes to all their friends, which is entirely possible in some cases. Yeah. Just to bolster their Bandcamp following. Yeah. So so to any band (laughs) out there. that's a thing. So to, like, any band out there that is charging, let's just say flat out let's just say a dollar per song because i think that's where it kind of goes to because if i see an eight track 
and think it's an eight dollars digitally i'm like oh that's too much um just think about that you know if you cut it down a little bit or if you had to name your own price you still get the the, the backing there the face my my rule is you charge half the amount of money per songs so if it's a 10 track album you should probably charge five or six dollars mm-hmm. i think anything more than that is a little too much eight dollars would be would be like still quite a bit and ten dollars for a digital album is greedy if you ask me it's just a digital it's that's it and then like like i'm not even getting a physical piece of something i can hold and look at and remember the album by and you know forge a bond with it yep maybe i just paid two dollars digital for your album too because on the uh at the bottom i scrolled down i noticed you had a ten dollar t-shirt and i bought that instead which is pretty fucking tight so think about that again everybody that is doing a dollar per song yeah boom totally agree with levi so moving on next we're gonna talk about campaign committee Campaign Committee are a noisy hardcore band from Boston, Massachusetts. And to borrow the old Monty Python segue, and now for something completely different. Oh, wow. Awesome, bud. That's why we're friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, yeah. just, that kept the, recurring to me. Uh, for all the rippers, uh, this is definitely a sound switch up. This is sure. the odd band out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Imagine Black Dahlia type highs over sassy hardcore and you've got Campaign Committee. Yeah, if Black Dahlia banged, like, early Fear Before the March of Flames or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, like Art Damage. It's very punk. Yeah, it's that's... very, it's very, yeah, just listen to Art Damage again back to me, everybody. I, I feel like that's where it's at. Okay, yep. yeah, I, I kind of, I can sort of see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally can. And, you know, there's definitely an atmosphere of, uh, of not giving a fuck and just doing whatever they want to do here. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably serving them well because this is very unique. The vocals sound like they hurt. Get back to me. <laughs> I think we almost both passed on this band, actually. We did. But um, we kept listening to the record. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, that's where it turns me off, is the vocals. Um, just for the fact that they sound really rough, and I it hurts my throat thinking about it. And I just want to know if that hurts you. There's an audience for this music, though. Yep. Because yep. there's bands that exist like... Cavelter, Cavelter Attack or whatever it is. Oh, fuck, yeah. They're yeah. very much like this band. And fake Asian Rolex from France, uh, I think they're from Paris, who are just kind of on the same tip in terms of mashing up that vocal style with some music that is totally like disparate of that sort of approach. Honestly, it comes off nearly as black metal at certain points towards the end of this EP, too. You touched really well on that Black Dahlia tinge, and for anybody that's like, huh? Just listen to the yeah. traction back. Ah, nah, metal tinged. Got it. It'll be completely obvious to you. Yeah. Scathy highs. So we're going to listen to Let's All Say We're Nihilists When No One Likes Us, <laughs> which is track one from Bill of Rights. And how confusing is their name? How ungoogleable is it to have a band name that is called Campaign Committee, and then the name of the album is Fucking called Bill, Bill of, Rights. of Rights? That's self-inflicted punishment right there, guys. I don't know why you're doing they that. They knew what they were doing. Um, also, I do want to sprinkle this in. Even though I did talk ill of the vocals a little bit, we are covering this, and you guys released this in June. So we are going this We're going far back, back for it. just for it's this. It's unique. So, Again, yeah. we, we champion that, so we wanted to get it out there. Boom. Yeah. It deserves the exposure. So, um, again, we're listening to Let's All Say We're Nihilists When No One Likes Us, and that's track one from Bill of Rights. Campaign Committee came out June 22nd, 2018. Here we go.
no, they shut up. This is my favorite part. You gotta like. Let's go up the south and put the track down. Alright, so that was Let's All Say We're Nihilists When No One Likes Us by Campaign Committee, and that's track one from their new album, Bill of Rights, which came out on June 22nd of 2018. Throwing it back just a little bit there. And that was so good. I definitely see the uh, the Fear Before reference you were making. Thanks. Art Damage. Yep. Very sassy. Especially with that track, I guess, that we were listening to. I was like, oh, see, there it is. I think they should, them and Callous Dowboys are kind of on that similar tip, honestly. Cal's Dowboys is on their own ride. (laughs) (laughs) Their man, their set was so good at Mathcore Index Fest. I I really, I mean, I already already liked the band, but that really sealed the deal for me. Seeing them live, they put on a really good show. Super good energy. Carson's energy, the whole band's energy, uh, just it's just. I love the violin. It was so perfectly integrated into what they're doing. Some people would say that a violin is completely useless in that context, but I, I completely disagree. I, I think it adds more to the screechiness and dissonance. So I feel I feel like after seeing them, there's like the the most badass group of band nerds ever to be created. <laughs> Just hearing the violin in the middle of those breakdowns, it's you the know, best. It was it was the best. It was yeah. super good. Yep. Anyway, so let's not get hung up on Calista boys. We'll talk about them another time, I'm sure. Next, we're gonna talk about Fawn Limbs, another fucking Philly band, dude. Yes. Um. Again, we're we're really we're stacking the good bands this episode, and uh, definitely focusing on the same general region of Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. But actually, this is a uh, this is a two piece band. One person is in Pennsylvania, and the other person is in Finland. So uh, this is a brand new project. It features members a member of Psyopus, specifically Lee Fisher, oh, the drummer, oh. mm-hmm, um, whose parts are interestingly enough, well, for people who care about this sort of bullshit, recorded all acoustic uh, and done without any quantizing triggers or sound replacement, for those of you who care about that sort of stuff. Props. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know that one turd that is a massive, you know, he's taking that massive internet survey would definitely care. Yeah. He- drummers it's basically just like oh so the drummer's an athlete now like okay cool so you're not fucking around you can actually do your stuff well no that's not even what i'm saying i feel like it's sort of a useless debate because it's like sound replacement doesn't make the drummer better it's just it just adds it it's just like adding using an amp or putting a pedal on your guitar oh i see where you're going there with it. right so this this guy i'm not sure if you're aware maybe i've tagged you in this before maybe i haven't but there's this guy out there who is messaging every single band in existence asking if they triggered their albums uh, triggered the drums on their albums no yes and so much to the point he's so annoying we won't say who but it's no, I'm not going to name names but there is a page called getting asked if we triggered our drums on our album by that one dork and if you need a good laugh 
you need to go check this this page out immediately because this individual has been haunting our threads for years. I got a really good laugh out of it. Be the best bot. <laughs> the, well, his introduction is a total copy. Pa- anyway, just go look at the page. Getting asked if we triggered our drums on our album by that one dork, and you'll laugh your ass off. So back to business. Um, this album was reamped, mixed, and mastered by John Strider of Coma Cluster Void at Magma Studios. Wow. Um, and I think that tends to show in the production, especially in the EP's opener, Mouthless. This, 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 uh, so Fawn Limp, they have such a great, like, kind of like this chuggy grind element that takes me back to, like, Discordance Access in a way. Mm. You got those random, like, high vocals, too. Um, just had to throw it out there. Just really just kind of threw me, down. like, I don't know, sometimes I get these feels and I'm like, why do I feel this way? I'm like, oh my god, it's because of that. Like, holy shit, you know? Um, I, I did the Coma Cluster Void, I mean, you have a lot of uh, good info on these uh, on the recording this episode. Doesn't that kind of like make a lot of sense it, in the production? Well, it just though. everything makes a lot more sense to me. As soon as you say something, I'm like, yeah, well, fucking does. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, props, bud. Props. I, I did my research. I, you know, actually, uh, I think um, John actually tagged me in this, so he brought it to my attention as well. This is dark and just intense and very technical, as you can imagine, with the pedigree of the members. And it only gets more so as the album progresses. It's, it's five tracks, and it goes through pretty fast. But, I mean, yeah, my only complaint is that it's five tracks, but I've had it on repeat. And today, I listened to this album, this EP rather, no less than three or four times before I came over here to record this podcast. It's that good. You know, it slides back and forth between, like, spastic art grind freakouts and heavier driving passages all in short bursts of two minutes or less. Uh, and it makes this five-song EP extremely digestible. That's what took your ass so long to come over here today, huh? I was listening to Fawn Limbs. Yeah, that was Thanks it. a lot, Fawn Limbs. <laughs> Sliding into oblivion. <laughs> um, and if you like the heaviness, uh, excuse me, the heaviness, heaviness rather, of uh, bands like Ion Dissonance and the chaos of bands like See You Next Tuesday and the bleakness and misanthropy of uh, Cult Leader, you're really going to dig Fawn Limbs. So I was thinking that we should listen to uh, A Radiant Mass, which is track two. Yep. Great. So that's uh, track two from Towing Heads by Fawn Limbs, and that came out on August 31st of So that was A Radiant Mass by Fawn Limbs. And that's off their new EP, Towing Heads, which came out on 
August 31st, 2018. And again, shout out to doing the name your own price. Kudos to, kudos to you. you. You will rack up the supporters that way if you Absolutely. are a new band. So next we're going to talk about Doom Shrugs. Doom Shrugs are a experimental math rock free improvisational band from New Zealand. And holy shit, this is some weird stuff. <laughs> uh, um, it, it, it is very 3-1-G. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can absolutely see them like an Airbond Radar 3-1-G, you know, just like, that's kind of where I'm going with that one. Kind of like that art drug screamo-y kind of okay. thing, you know? You lost me with the Airbond Radar thing, but you got me right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't hear a lot of stylistic similarities other than just weird riffs, but, um, yeah, it's weird. That's the operative word here. It's math rock, very fast and loose uh, feel to it, and apparently some of it is improvised, according to the tagging. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to the entire album today before I came over, but I was jamming it earlier. Reminds me of, uh, also, uh, since I'm on that 3-1-G tinge, uh, uh, the the later uh, Jerome's dream uh, when the vocals like went to like when the dude was using like almost like a megaphone in a way again folks Levi is very concerned about the vocals because Levi likes to read the lyrics <laughs> um but anyways, uh, that, that's just where uh, Doom Shrugs take me uh, I do want to say props to Doom Shrugs uh, you are charging a, a great amount for your physical like uh, like CD the the digital is at an awesome price like and it's just uh i'm definitely like thinking about getting this physical copy um it's like limited uh it's hand numbered it's just it kind of touches my little soul right there when everything's hand numbered you know (laughs) yeah i agree that's a nice that's a nice little quality makes you feel more unique yeah special snowflake yep and you kept bringing me back to uh john zorn hella Oh, hella. Damn it, dude. Yeah. I was having an almost identical listening experience to the first time I heard Horse Torso. Especially given that this music is supposed to be intentionally uncomfortable. Like, intentionally so. Oh, yeah. It's very... It's definitely supposed to be uncomfortable music. It's very fidgety. um, And funnily enough, I think the album's vibe could actually be described by one of the song titles, which is, I feel overwhelming joy. Please end my miserable life. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> yeah, this is interesting. If you just this is the, the palate cleanser for the episode, um, even more so than in campaign committee. And if you need just something something different to mix it up, this is it right here. So we're gonna listen to a five letter word for love, which is track one from the Clarofactant and the Flatulent Ghost, <laughs> which came out on September seventh. Excuse me, it's coming out on September seventh. And if you're listening to this. I believe we'll have the, um, I'm not sure when we'll have this episode published, but we're doing a premiere for them for the full album tomorrow, the 6th. Today is the 5th. So you can look forward to that. Here we go.
right, so that was A Five-Letter Word for Love by Doom Shrugs, and that's off their yet-to-be-released album, The Clarofactant and the Flatulent Ghost, and that comes out on September 7th of 2018. So next we're going to talk about Geisterfarer. <laughs> Geisterfarer, that's G-E-I-S-T-E-R-F-A-H-R-E-R, are a mathcore band, Math Grind, self-described, from Boston, Massachusetts. MySpace. Everybody That's take a drink. Fuck. <laughs> that is the first word that comes to mind when you hear Geisterfarer. And uh, this is a new band. They dropped their first single back in December. Um, and now they're back with their debut full-length album, Demolition and Fetish. And this is another release that I've had on repeat the last couple of months. And their whole aesthetic is just really hitting me right, you know, in the right spot, right along with shame. Um, especially in that production value. And you could have told me that this release came out 10 years ago, and would've I would believed have you. totally believed would've you. Would have believed you. Um, very, very, like, I mean, for, for anybody that's listening to uh, See You Space Cowboy these days, I mean, this band is <laughs> fucking call. like, whoo! I um, would love to see these two play together. Um, Geister- totally on that same tip. Yep, uh, Geisterfar, uh, German for Ghost Driver. Absolutely. Pretty badass. Levi did his uh, his... You could research. You could call yourself <laughs> Ghost Driver, and I think that's equally as badass. <laughs> no, no, it sounds better in, in, in German. All right, you call me Ghost Driver from now on, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we've got way too many nicknames for you already. Yep, we can't we can't have another. Um, honestly, dude, I feel like th- this this one I I still haven't stopped listening to. I was listening to it before we agreed. That we were gonna do it's, this band, it's like nostalgia-inducing, isn't it? Yeah, man. Um, as soon as you showed me it, I haven't stopped listening to it. Um, every day, I probably blast through this album. I, not even what we're listening to. Do you do you have, do you have a favorite track? Like, yeah, I mean, it was really difficult for me to pick a favorite track. I mean, I I was thinking the first one or the second track, rather, Grave Pact or getting dinner reservations at Dorcia on Friday night with someone I met on <laughs> and there, there it goes back to that, that, that MySpace feel where you're yes, like the, the run song on, titles like, um, my other favorite one is a ship is safest at its dock but that ain't what it's meant for it's fucking awesome um, they're all great tracks you skipped over uh, my favorite one I really like uh, tips on dating a masochist that was uh, their first single yeah really yeah oh so wow it, it would make perfect sense that you, you like that one it, just that track touches on just encompasses everything what they are you know, um, I think that that album, that rather that single, was sent to me, and I, I sort of just skipped over it. I don't know why I, uh, I don't know why I forgot about Geisterfar up until they released this full length. But I'm so glad they're back with that you know, full album of this stuff. Me being in my 30s now, the sassy vocals have to come to me in, on the right day and in the right amount. <laughs> and Geisterfar has that lovely balance, no matter what mood I'm in. Like it's just. Uh, He's got a great range. I fucking I like the kind of like frustrated talky vocals. He kind of works through and then goes into the lows. It's just so 2007. Like, like <sighs> it is. I'm, you know, I'm sort of not with this like whole nostalgia championing that I've been encountering lately. But especially pertaining to that annoying camp who won't stop talking about Gaza, even though cult leader are releasing incredible music. That's the the topic of the day. Yeah. Um. But in this particular case and context. Obviously, I think it's great that this style is being revived, and I, I hate to keep revisiting Vane on this episode, but I think they're really helping bringing, you know, helping to bring this music back into the forefront, especially along with, as you've already pointed out, the more stylistically similar Spuse, you know, Spuse based Cowboy. Yep. And this whole time, I was looking at this band, I just kept thinking of uh, As for Us. You remember them? No. They were like a deathcore mathcore hybrid that were on MySpace, and again, I just, I think it just keeps proving my point there. Um, 
So as we were talking about, it was really difficult to pick a track, but I was thinking that we listen to track two, which is uh, Grave Pact, Judgment Chain. Awesome. Sound good? Great. Yep. So we're going to listen to Grave Pact, Judgment Chain, exclamation point, which is track two from Demolition Fetish by Geister Farrer, and that came out on July 25th of 2018. Here we go. So that was Grave Pact, Judgment Chain by Geister Farrer. And that's off their new album, Demolition Fetish, which came out on July 25th of 2018. So next we're going to talk about Carnival Ghosts. Carnival Ghosts are a post-hardcore band from Florida and South Carolina. The band features the big homie Paul Honeybee, Hundebee. <laughs> <laughs> the mastermind behind such acts as City of Aoife and our very own arms. And he wrote, recorded, engineered, mixed, and mastered this entire album, as well as a Christian star of Inner Out, who's also the homie and has been my last FM friend for the better part of a decade now. Adorable. <laughs> Great taste in music. So this project is less similar to arms and more similar to City of Aoife, but it is in no way a regression and in no way redundant. This is extremely forward-thinking music, as one might expect of Hundeby, and he is at his best on this record. The instrumentation is lavish, the music itself is rich with emotional content, and the compositions are artful, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're masterful even. 
I really like this record. Wow, bud. Yeah, wow. my full endorsement. It's really, really good. Uh, it feels like such a natural progression of the two genres, post-hardcore and screamo, brought together so perfectly. I can see this making a ton of urine lists. The 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 just the beautiful molding of those two right there, those two genres. You're, you're absolutely right. It 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 like like most bands, this episode has been taking us back a bit, and this would be one that takes me back to like an early 2000s sound. It's fucking amazing i noticed he didn't use the screamo tag but the scrams tag perhaps because it's not i avoided it christian because it's on my notes but i avoided it (laughs) (laughs) i mean people use that term all the time um uh, this this is another one um really couldn't stop listening to it a A lot lot of of replay value fucking the upbeat moments in this um they just they they touch me they touch my heart it's all over the place emotionally yeah Yeah, it's it's really all there's a lot of heart in this album yep it gives me the feels for sure. Um, mm. Might just be listening to it as I walk out the door here. So, <laughs> I yeah, it's it really is just that good. I've had it stuck in my head a lot this week. It just has so many memorable moments, and they really stick with you, especially in songs like the melancholy Yandir, uh, the more optimistic innate, and the whimsical Borgod, which I'm just gonna assume is a sweet Princess Mononoke reference. So nice work, Paul. Dork. <laughs> Yay, anime. <laughs> So, um, we're going to listen to Yandir, which is track four from Charitable Design by Carnival Ghosts, and that came out on September 1st of 2018 via idiotech.com, no less. Here we go.
right, so that was Yen Deer by Carnival Ghosts, and that is track four from Charitable Design, which came out on September 1st of 2018. I gotta say, I really love this album, to say that again. Uh, I love the lyrics, I love everything about it. The arts was also done by Carl Fronson, who does all the Math Core Index compilation. Um, well, rather, he lends his artwork to us <laughs> for our, our compilations. Um, so it's, it, I think it corresponds perfectly. I'm really glad that, that he went with, with Carl Fronson. And if you need uh, if you need a good artist, um, he's definitely really easy to work with. I recommend hitting him up. Um, this is like a this is to me this is like a Delta Sleep album where once it gets released, um, I will listen to it so much in such a small amount of time that that album will then represent that 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 time that, period. That time period. Absolutely. Um, like this is and, an instant classic. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm going to leave it with that is that that I will definitely jam this and it'll probably remind me of doing this episode and doing uh, just around this time. You know. So. <laughs> love it. I love that's why I love music so much um, because it just it brings you back. Mm-hmm. It's like another sense. So last we're going to talk about Delta Sleep. Zegway. Yeah. Delta Sleep. Wow. I, I'm i sure many of you who know me know that I love this band. I think this is the best band in math rock right now. They're um, much much like a lot of the same praise I was just piling on <laughs> for Carnival Ghosts. I would, I would use a lot of the same phrasing for Delta Sleep. This, this band has really just touched me deeply. Every single album has been a progression, um, better than the last, right from their very first self-titled EP in 2012, I think it was, which you can't even find online anymore. Used to be on the Bandcamp, and they took that away from us, and holy shit, it is hard to find. You can find it's on the, YouTube. You, it's on YouTube, but it's, and, yeah. And my, my Dropbox, <laughs> oh. or my, my media fire, rather. Word, word, okay, okay. I think I've sent it to you before. But. Send it to me again, then. All right, then. That 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 first EP, even even then, they were incredible, um, and they've only progressed. Management, they did a number of really great session videos for that, especially Jesus Bill, which I think that was where I really really fell in love with this band. Actually, I think that's probably when I discovered that them. was that was it. That was it. 2013. Yep. I'm actually looking at their band camp right now, and my my review is there. Uh, this is one of these bands. Uh, I it was the one of the first ones you've ever done this with me, where you text me. Uh, you text me Jesus Bill the, the video and then didn't reply back to, on that subject at all moved on probably a week or two later and you're like yo sends me it again I noticed you didn't say anything about this please check this out from that point on I mean Delta Sleep has been in my rotation um, nonstop. and even once I'm done listening to like the album management give it a breather come back what did i do now that album is just fucking still fire and now it reminds me it gives me nostalgia it's like god that's every fucking that's every so delta sleep album it just yes. it has a time and place because Christian and i yeah i i mean if if we were to to agree seriously on on one band it would probably be delta sleep other than like dillinger or like something like that you know and converge you know I it's mean, just this perfect blend of minus the bear and like i don't know cap and jazz just took so i want to touch on minus the bear same fucking thing I feel like we bonded on this band the exact same way we, we bonded over Minus the Bear the, the only only other math rock band you could ever get close to I don't care fucking debate me dude is like early Minus the Bear like we're talking like highly refined pirates, pirates and stuff that, that is gold that same just just they, it Whimsy. takes you. It takes you on a fucking ride. You have to go track one till the end. Same with Delta Sleep. Like, God, I'll I mean, tell you. Every time I hit play on on Pirates, it takes me right back to that balcony on Manila amongst all those weed plants. Oh my god, dude! A- absinthe after dinner and shit. Yeah. Like, dude, okay, I'm I'm telling you, like, so. Uh, thank you, Delta Sleep, for just. I guess I'm not even saying replacing, but still 
basically replacing this sound void that I did have because after Manos El Oso with Minus the Bear, I really lost that tappy, math rock, beautiful, let's just go get a drink kind of like vibe that they had. Um, and I feel like Delta Sleep just kind of takes over and just, I don't know, I can I can wake up to this, I can fall asleep to Delta Sleep. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I agree with you on both points. Um, on the former, you know, Minus the Bear sort of declining in quality overall after we're still going to the show. We're going, we're going to the last, yeah, we're going to be at the last tour, so yeah. come kick it with us um, in, uh, when is it, December? December. Yeah. yeah. You just got your ticket yesterday, didn't you? You forced me to. <laughs> yep, awesome. I'm glad I reminded you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they've, uh, Delta Sleep are certainly carrying the torch for this sort of sound um, on into the future, and it's it's a great progression. The songwriting is, is perfect. The lyrics are wonderful. The art aesthetic is amazing. The every art cover art has been better than the last. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the single El Pastor they it 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 basically was like this warm blanket over me and it comforted me to let me know that Delta Sleep was gonna come out with just more Delta Sleep, basically. Um, that I really was happy about that. Camp Adventure, dude. How good is that? Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, <laughs> they it's, kind of seem reluctant to play that live. They're like, I don't understand why our fans like this song so much. But yeah, they that, that's going back to 2013 yeah. too. Um, one more thing about Delta Sleep. Um, so all you fucking luck, lucky sons of bitches that are in the Midwest or on the East Coast, go you see can them. go see Delta Sleep because they're going to. I think maybe be, they're done now, but well, yeah, yeah, they're they're just wrapping up. But I mean, you could have. I mean, like Christian and I. We've been asking for years. Hey, when do you when do you think you're coming? When what's going on? And then uh, they come, and we just can't get we, to it. Well, we, yeah, we can't because we just came back. From, I can't fucking from math core index I can't justify and flying out to the, yeah. the East Coast for just shows. You know, twice in like the course of two months. <laughs> afford not justify. Yeah, <laughs> that's two different. Things. As much as I would have loved to do that, yeah, afford is the other thing. Yeah, that's a whole. That's other thing. The, read between the lines. Yeah, <laughs> we pay we pay that SF. I'm rent, broke, everyone. bitch. Yeah. yeah, I live in the most expensive city in the world. <laughs> um, but uh, they 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 really uh they had El Pastor as their single, like I was saying. Um, Christian, what's your favorite track on here? I have a hard time deciding. Uh, I don't want to derail you because I know you were supposed to be talking about their new album, but I wanted to talk about Twin Galaxies for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Because Twin Galaxies hit me in just the same way management did. Uh, I actually own the vinyl. I had to get that. That was my album of the year uh, in 2015 when it came out. Mm Mm-hmm. And... uh, They've only again they've they've just they've upped it even more to the next level with their new album Ghost City and yes I think El Pastor is is probably the best song on this album it's the one that I wanted to listen to mm-hmm. Single Files pretty fucking solid Sultans know? of Ping uh, Oh yeah uh, Dot Work Sans Soleil uh, they're they're all amazing and After Image which of course is as a reprise of uh, Sultans of Ping which is a great motif. My dear friend, you have not said the one thing that you have been talking to me about this whole time. What's that? This album is so heavy on the fucking chance. I was you. getting there. Okay. I okay. was just about to say okay. that right. in okay. my my direct message with the band, I was just telling you the album feels like just one large chant. That's they've, quite all right with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone remembers Crash of Rhinos, I feel like they've also taken that that element and just made it better too. Crash of Rhinos was a UK uh, band. Uh, also on Big Scary Monsters. Yeah. Um, but uh, there, uh, it was like, it was two of the guitarists and then the bassist, they were all, they were all three mic'd. Um, just this beautiful, just chaotic gang thing going on the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. Really added to the, I mean, it's probably why I listen to Crash of Rhinos. 
because of that element. And then more tracks than others. Just that first, that. that first song is so epic. Yeah, Bo- uh, the, yeah both are releases On that, there. Yeah. So, um... Oh, track, it, motherfucker! What are we, we going to do? <laughs> one last thing about this band is that uh, Devin, um, the guitarist and vocalist, did the uh, the music video for El Pastor, so we'll link that in the... Um, link that in the description so yeah we're gonna listen to el pastor that is track eight from ghost city by delta sleep and that came out on august 10th of 2018 here we go
Amazing. I, I love that song so much. Fuck. You know, that, that album, as you were just saying, uh, it, it wasn't... I didn't instantly love it on my first listen, but honestly, on my second listen, I think I was I was already in love with it. it yeah. I, it's I, kind I, of got a, its own unique flow separate from the last album, Twin Galaxies. But um, It's always... It's so important just to give every album a full listen. You know, and just even then, sit back, maybe let it marinate for a second, come back to it, you know? Well, especially with this kind of stuff, because the whole album is an experience um, as a whole. It's not a single type of deal here. They're bringing you a... As a matter of fact, this, we forgot to touch upon this, embarrassingly enough, that this album and the last album, Twin Galaxies, are both concept albums. They they feel like it. Yeah, there's, there's a concept behind each one of these, a, a, a theme, an underlying theme, um... Both both dystopian in nature. They really focus on dystopian themes. Um, the last album, Twin Galaxies, like underwater. Underwater all, shit. Yeah. yeah, the whole world was underwater. I believe in this album, uh, it's nothing but like concrete and skyscrapers. And um, this person wakes up one day and realizes that they've never seen nature, so they go out and they try to find find that nature um, that, if, if it even still exists in their in their world. Yeah. If you guys haven't listened to the album, uh, this this single, uh, Al Pastor, it's definitely towards the end, which. What Christian just said, it totally makes sense in the narrative there. So. Yeah, exactly, in the sense of the the, the, the whole under, underlying narrative, yeah, overlaying narrative, I should yeah. say. They, Fucking, I, they I held back the best song to yeah. the nearly end of the album. Name one other band that I think we've just talked about more. <laughs> I think we just kissed ass to Delta Sleep. I mean, we kissed Delta Sleep's ass on here even when they don't even play. Any, I mean, they haven't released anything in a while, so it's just... We I mean, talk man, about them constantly. It feel nice. It felt feel nice to get all this out <laughs> to finally talk about it on yeah. the podcast. Uh, there's yeah. not a lot of not a lot of people we run <laughs> into every day that talk. That, that was cathartic. That dude Delta Sleep. We always have to type on Facebook to talk about Delta Sleep. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, anyways, <laughs> I, yeah, I constantly use them in my FFO tagging. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, sold. I, this is the best band in math rock, if you ask me. That's what I'm saying. Just fucking thanks for fucking giving me good math rock, so I can keep listening to. For fucking... making my life better, Fuck. quite frankly. Yeah, everything. Yeah, days, walks, just everything. Game on. And shout out to Big Scary Monsters for just putting out amazing stuff like this consistently throughout the years. Yeah, one of those labels that now, when you tell me, uh, oh, it, it came off Big Scary Monsters, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally, sounds like it for sure. Right. So um, to recap, that was <laughs> that was El Pastor by obviously a, a reference to their Mexico trip um, off their new album Ghost City by Delta Sleep that is, and that came out on August tenth of two thousand eighteen. All right. Um, oh, and one last thing, they actually went to Italy to record that album from the UK. So I thought that la was really la. cool. Yeah, the studio looked beautiful. It was in an amazing setting. So it also is evocative of the, the imagery on the album to kind of um, in, in the nature aspect, I suppose. Amazing stuff. So um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we have uh, one more treat for you before we wrap it up. We've got an interview with uh, Padram of Frontier. So we're going to play that for you now. Here we go. This is Kay here with Frontier for MathCast. So the first question is the most important. It's uh, how many whammy pedals do you own? Uh, I mean, we have 10 or something, 10, 12. I can't actually remember the number, I just remember assembling the full. How, how many do you chain up? So I only ever really use, oh, I've started using the Ricochet um, instead of the Whammy for some parts, but I only really ever have one connected at one time on the 
uh, like the recording side. When I play live, my pedal board has one regular whammy and then the ricochet, so I can do two different things with it. Okay, so um, what's the process when you're writing and composing a Frontier tune? Are you just coming up with riffs, recording, and then putting drums to that? So with Frontier, I do all the writing, recording, mixing. Um, the guys learn it, and Chad writes and records all his vocals and sends them to me. The process, it honestly, it starts off with just the one riff. Whatever I have in my moment time, I'll record that riff. I'll maybe repeat it a few times. I'll record another riff. Sometimes I don't look at what I've previously written. If I start off a song a certain way, I might write something completely different, jam them together and see if it transitions well. If it doesn't, I'll then write the transition. It's very much a jigsaw puzzle just kind of approach to, to the writing just sometimes it's make not, it more frantic it's it's not always chronological I mean if if some of the songs have don't progress in a certain way I'll cut up bits and replace them into other songs and yeah I mean try not try not to do that too much. Try to write a full song in one go when I can and I've been doing that as time's gone on more but sometimes it's actually quite fun to come up with stuff not really considering what's come before or what's come after so so I know random number generators in there nah <laughs> not, none of those bad boys <laughs> um how do you think the music industry has been changing recently is it a good time to be rising up because you've blown up recently over the last few years I don't, I don't think there's ever a bad time it's probably quite a really good time um to have your own control and get support from fans because tools like Bandcamp and stuff exist. Um, I think it's, you know, Bandcamp, Bandcamp has kind of, maybe not, re not replaced labels because there's a lot of services that labels still exist and provide and function and give bands um, that digital platforms might not, but if you do all that hard work in the background yourself that the label is doing, you can achieve basically the same end goal depending on what your final goal is. I think Bandcamp is, for us, it's been a huge tool. So, so you've had loads of success this year with Frontier and the Section album. And do yep. you find it challenging to write distinct material for the two bands? Do you ever have one riff that you don't know? No, it's, it's really separate in my mind and it's really separate when it comes to recording. I think people who heard Section without hearing Unloved, um, hearing Annihilated without hearing Unloved, were like, oh, it just sounds like the same band, but then they heard Unloved and then they were like, oh no, it sounds completely different. Or at least the feedback that I saw from people is that, you know, Section does sound like a completely different band. Um, and the way I tried to approach it was the same way that you'd have, you know, a common producer linked to two separate projects where you have like a certain benchmark standard for a sound, but you have completely different musical themes and context. And ah. Uh, what was it working with the guys from Carbon and Employed Serve, and how did those kind of collaborations come about? We we started off with a list of people we wanted to collaborate with, reached out to them. Some uh, it didn't work out, others um, it obviously it did. Uh, we approached Mike about it before we played at Euroblast with uh, Carbon, and he was really keen. Eventually, we managed to get him to record some parts, but we didn't really have any set ideas. We gave him the song, and we gave him lyrics and stuff, and. Uh, ideas and just said kind of do, do your own thing if you want so he did but he's a very busy guy so we kind of we kind of poked the needle in a bit and uh, eventually he managed to come up with the goods and we were really appreciative of, of him contributing to it. Greg's parts just came as a side effect because I think he helped Mike record his vocals um, and then after that, he just sort of decided he was he put some guitar parts in, so I just chopped them up and added them. Where were they on? Well. Was that Heartless One Hundred and One? Yeah, yeah he did. He did a few little overdubs and stuff. So 
included us in as well. The employee to serve um, folk, we just uh, we'd asked them about that. I think probably around the same time, to be honest. And they were keen, and they got their stuff done uh, a bit earlier than car bombs. So, yeah. I was chatting with Sammy earlier and said um, the stuff that he's on is unreleased at the moment. Yeah, it is, yeah. So there is an unreleased bonus track that we have, uh, which will come out at some point. Um, probably with a vinyl variant, but we'll just wait and see. We're playing it tonight, though. No, that'll be good. Um, are the, is the list of artists still quite large that you'd like to work with? Are you looking oh, more yeah, for the yeah. future? Of course. Uh, if, if Chino and Trent Reznor are <laughs> Some good picks there. Listening, that would be awesome. Yeah, no, we, we work with lots of people. I try, like, try to kind of limit collaborations a bit, though, because I feel like it can take a... Unless the, the goal of the project is to be really collaborative, it can kind of detract a bit from... You don't want uh, every track saying feet. Yeah, right. yeah, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, you know, a hip-hop album. <laughs> um, well, but, yeah. What was the first metal album you fell in love with and, well... Start no, probably, that. probably like uh, um, Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park, or uh, classic, I, or like Iowa Slipknot, um, or maybe even Volume Three Slipknot. To be honest, around that time, so yeah, can't go wrong with those. Nope. Yeah. <coughs> Any current favourites from the last year or so? Yeah, The Arms Only Love is a fucking brilliant record. It's not what I what I want from them though, and that's part of the reason why I created Sectioned. Um, <laughs> That's what you want the arm to be. <laughs> or I, I never, I never created section, but like section existed, and we discovered the arm later. The music that I wrote for section on Annihilated was what I wanted to hear from an armed record. Basically, <laughs> forty minutes off the track, sterling results. Um, Didn't you have was, the vocalist from the Armed uh, featuring yeah, on that? Yeah, Tony. Tony did a little bit in Portrait as well. Um, so that that record is just yeah, it's it's basically what I wanted from that from the Armed at that time, but the Armed are a very diverse band, they're very talented, um, they are, they're a benchmark for any independent artist, they've achieved so much, they've achieved a lot more than I have, and uh, yeah, very, very um, yeah. admirable. <laughs> no, they, they, they are, man, like, they, 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 they work really hard, um, and they, they do a really good job, I think more people need to know about them, I think it's insane that people don't, um, still. Are there any um, non-metal inspirations going into your um, projects that people wouldn't associate with the music i mean there's the drum and bass elements in oh there. yeah yeah definitely um, all the all the effects twin type stuff and you know um I've, I've always talked about doing the uh like sort of chicago footwork stuff like Rashad have you got any ideas for a project that would be just drum and bass or do you just like having it as a yeah i thought about i thought about doing that myself to be honest i have thought about it. i've just not had the 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 time to fully commit to it yet so Are you been a busy boy <laughs> Yeah, busy, busy, busy. What's the uh, strangest way you've heard the music <coughs> described online? I mean, I've seen some interesting. I, I kind of like, I kind of roll my eyes at some of them because I'm just like, I don't know. It, it it wears off after a while. Like it's it's amazing that people like think it's that bomb. Care enough to and, like. Yeah, yeah. To to describe it in such terms, but like again, it's like with being desensitized with the music, you get kind of desensitized to descriptions and reviews and things like that. So. I don't really have a favourite one, to be honest. Um, are there any family <laughs> members that are into your music? How has it gone down with showing friends? Really, and well, family and stuff, I don't know. Like My girlfriend is very, very supportive of what we do. I don't think she listens to us, but she's very supportive of what we do. And, um, yeah, that's... like couldn't be more of a moment to have the support to do it, especially with the touring stuff and being away and, and whatnot, especially when I get limited holidays. Um, with the family... 
um, they know that I'm doing stuff. My mom's very supportive. My dad is supportive as well. Um, but they're not like you know they don't. I wouldn't want them to come to a gig. I wouldn't force anybody to come to a gig that wasn't into something. So yeah. And uh, what's next for Frontera? You think you've got album three in the works? Done. Done. Three's done. Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We finished. That. I finished that when I finished the second album. So basically, wrote two in parallel. Um, I think next year the aim is to come out to the states. <clears throat> We're working on a few things to make it happen, but it just depends on the offers. You're keeping be. the three-year cycle for album three. Uh, no idea to be honest at this stage we're just having it there sitting on it making it what it is and making it as good as it can be what about section 2 how's that coming I'll start that probably towards the end of this year as well so just well if you're done with 3 or have you moved on to 4 for Frontier already I have no idea just again to see where the the creative output is I I don't mind giving myself a little break the the idea that I thought I I was in sort of a creative flow I thought I'll do Unloved and then I'll just carry on because I thought I just felt like natural, you know. At the time, I was like, oh, I'm just going to carry on, keep writing. But it was a completely different, um, you know, production setup. It sounds totally different production-wise. It's a lot cleaner. Um, it still sounds like the same band, but it, I think probably if you were coming from a, like a, a if you're coming from a purely like a mixed technical aspect, you'd probably you'd probably think, oh, this sounds a lot like clearer, a lot like you know, it's different. Mm. So. Um, without giving too much away, but I've already given a lot away there, so <laughs> that's Oops. probably enough. But um, thanks for talking. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. And uh, hi, Christian, if you're listening to this. Oh, he um, will be. He's running the podcast. And yeah, yeah, and, and and everybody else that's listening to us. And you got any wrecks for the math cast? What's what's the, from the King Ped? What are we getting? Uh, the, Armed, uh, obviously. Oh, or any recommendations? Um, yeah, the RMC Space Cowboy. Uh, I'm trying to think of any bands that you probably wouldn't have heard because they wouldn't be posted on um, Mathcore Index. But I can't, I can't think of any. Check Employed to Serve Out. They're from, uh, they're from the UK and they're obviously featuring on one of our tracks. They're a great band and they work really hard. But I can't think of anything else at the moment, to be honest. So thanks for your time. That was yeah, great. Thank you very thanks. much. All right, so that was our UK intern Kay interviewing Bedram Valiani of Frontier and Sectioned and Outlier Studios, Outlier Sound rather. So if you need uh, if you need studio work, mixing and mastering, definitely hit him up. Especially if you like the aesthetic of Frontier and Section, because he produced and did all that shit. Engineered it. Alright, so I guess that about wraps it up for the 24th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>